You're listening to Homestay, the podcast for and by Yaleys from all walks of life and all over the world. Join us every episode where we are invited into the virtual home of a Yale University alum to listen in on their stories from campus life until now. From undergraduate traditions to becoming the founder of one's own company. Ready or not, hang on tight because we're in for a wild ride. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in. If you are new around here, we welcome you to Homestay. And if you are an old friend, we are so, so happy to have you back. We are your hosts, Wedlong Yang and Julia Hunter Glefko. On today's podcast, we are very lucky to have Jackie Otero with us to speak a little bit about her story and have a conversation with us about her time at Yale and her path from campus to now. Jackie Otero, Brantford Class of 2003, is a music industry consultant and educator based in Orlando, Florida. She graduated from Yale with a Bachelor of Arts in Sociology and then went on to earn a Master of Arts in Music Business at NYU. She worked in artist management in San Francisco and New York, supporting artists like Amy Mann, Mark Cohn, Suzanne Vega, Ian Axel of A Great Big World, Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, Stroke Nine, and Speech of Arrested Development. She is currently the program director of the Entertainment Business and Music Business Bachelor's Degree programs at Full Sail University, an active industry consultant, and a music supervisor for commercial campaigns and independent films. She has been a featured speaker for the Music Business Association, Women of AT&T, Florida Film Forum, Women in Film and Television, Charleston Music Confab, Network Music Conference, and Full Sail's International Experience Center in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Jackie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you both so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be invited. Home is a place for sharing stories, and in this podcast, we listen to the experiences of our alums. For a homestay tradition, why don't we start with an icebreaker to warm up the room? I have an idea. Um, what about some of your song obsessions right now, and what is currently on your playlist? Julia, why don't you start us off? Sure. I've been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridgers since moving back on campus this semester. Um, my sweetmates are such big fans, and seeing their enthusiasm for her music is super exciting. Um, Phoebe has this incredible stage presence with her varying vocal and lyrical styles and her eclectic fashion sense. Um, and I also totally recommend watching her recent SNL appearance. What about you, Anlong? Personally, I am a big fan of quote unquote soft pop. So anything along the lines of Billie Eilish, Sam Smith, or Ariana Grande makes my ears so, so happy. But currently, one Spotify playlist that I've been having on repeat these last few weeks is a playlist titled Study Lo-Fi Instrumentals. It just gives me low-key French cafe vibes, and I'm all about that, especially when I haven't stepped beyond my neighborhood in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm going to write these down and check these out. Uh, I recommend a Spotify playlist that I have been obsessing over, which is 60s and 70s acoustic singer-songwriters. So I'm on a really big Fleetwood Mac kick right now, and that playlist is great. The reason why we asked this question as our icebreaker is because the topic for today's episode is the wonders of the music industry. Before we dive fully into her experiences in the music industry, we'll start off with Jackie's Yale experience. We mentioned earlier that you majored in sociology during undergrad, but then went on to complete your master's in music business. What are some factors that prompted or led to the decisions to study in those respective fields? 
Well, I was definitely one of those students that when I entered college at age 18, I had zero idea of what I wanted to study. So I remember feeling very liberated during freshman orientation, the Yale president at the time, President Levin, I remember him giving a talk that really stuck with me. And he was telling us not to worry so much about exactly what our career path was going to be, but just to take classes that interested us, follow our passions. If something looks like a cool course title, go shop it, try out something new. And so that's what I did. Really the first year and a half I was at Yale, I was just trying out different classes. And I think it wasn't until spring semester of my sophomore year that I took my first sociology class and I remember just being really interested in it. I gravitated to the topic. And I think it's because I realized that sociology is the study of our society. And a lot of that is studying our culture. And to me, I always was interested in entertainment. I will go back to like third grade. And I remember putting together a cassette tape with my best friend. We did a photo of ourselves all dolled up in costumes. We made a band name for ourselves and we made a little mixtape of our own music with my Casio keyboard. And so for whatever reason, I had that in me that I wanted to be able to create music or at least have some hand in it. And so I think I always had that in me. And then when I got to sociology classes, I realized I could write papers about music and entertainment. So one of the most memorable ones that stood out to me was I took a class called the sociology of heterosexuality. And it was all about how certain heterosexual norms are just ingrained into us through the media. And we had to do our own study of a piece of media and talk about gender and sexuality and how it's represented. And I chose to study music videos. And so I looked at gender, race, and sexuality and how they were represented in music videos. So I remember at the time thinking, what a fun paper that I get to write where I just get to watch a bunch of music videos to prepare for it. And I also did my, um, my senior paper on a film project. So I had studied in Spain when I was a junior at Yale. And so I ended up uh, sort of minoring in Spanish. I did a combination degree. It was sociology with Spanish. And so I used my senior paper as a way to bring those topics together. And I studied the underground film movement in Spain that was going on during the Franco dictatorship. And so I got to study how film was used as a tool for social change and unity. And so I just realized that sociology let me study all different types of entertainment. And so when I uh, finished college and I started pursuing that track, it made me realize I even wanted to study it more, which made me go into, after a couple of years working, I decided to go back to grad school and study music business. And a lot of people see sociology and music business as very different things, but I think they're both, uh, you know, ways to study our culture and how we show culture through entertainment. Jackie, this makes me curious about the extracurriculars you took part in during your time at Yale. Seeing your passion for music business makes me want to guess that you took part in some sort of singing group or acapella group, but of course, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> that is not the case whatsoever. So rule number one, if you want to work in the music industry, you don't have to have any musical talent. So <laughs> I'm the person that does, well, I, I will say I sound very good singing in the shower, but outside of that, I would never sing in front of people. 
Um, I do play guitar, but, and that was something I picked up in college. But again, I have no desire to be on stage. I love being behind the scenes and I love working with creative people. Um, but I have no desire to be the one with, with the microphone in front of me. <laughs> Julia and I are actually both acapella singers on campus. So we were kind of asking this question, hoping that you would join our little homestay acapella group. But unfortunately, <laughs> it seems like that'll only happen perhaps in the shower. But that would be really, really weird. <laughs> I, will I will guarantee that you do not want me part of your acapella group. But I <laughs> love being a fan uh, um, I had friends in the acapella group, so I went to all the concerts and I loved going to them, but you won't find me on that stage. <laughs> oh my goodness. I miss concerts so, so much, but I digress. That being said, Jackie, <laughs> you now are not only the program director of entertainment and music business at Full Sail University, but you are also the founder and music business consultant of your very own media company. Are these positions and ventures what you've always dreamed of doing ever since starting Yale? Well, I had an internship while I was between my sophomore and junior years at Yale. So my roommate was from the San Francisco Bay Area, and I decided just to go to the Bay Area with her for the summer. And I applied to a bunch of internships. And I remember I actually got an internship working for a talent agency in San Francisco. And once I got out there, and I contacted them to get instructions for my first day. They said, oh, actually, we, we don't need you anymore. We have enough interns. And so I started working at a record store instead in Berkeley called Rasputin. And I just, uh, I think I spent a week or two there. And then I got a call from another internship that I had applied to. And it was for an artist management company. And so I interviewed and I ended up getting the position there. And so... Once I got that internship, I realized this is the kind of dream job I'm looking for to work with a band and strategize with, you know, for their career. I just, I loved every minute of it. And so from then on, I just decided, you know what, I want to work in the music industry. And funny story too, I actually, they told me later on that I got the job because I had no idea who the band was. And I did not realize that that was going to be a benefit because it was sort of a blind interview. You didn't know which artist you were interviewing to work with. And once they told me the band name, I, I felt bad because I had never heard of them before. And then they told me later, that's actually why I got the job because I wasn't there for the band. I was there to learn about being an artist manager. So many of my upperclassmen friends or just mentors in general have told me that honesty goes such a long way when it comes to the interview process. And I think, Jackie, your story exemplifies that statement very, very well. I'm sure there are many students who are interested in hearing about your experiences working in the music industry. Do you have any tips for them in regards to entering that field of work? I would say, I think this happens a lot with Yaleys, especially. We want to be perfect at something before we go out and do it. Like we want to know everything about it. We want to do all the research. We want to have a master's degree in it before we start doing it, right? But I think in the music industry, you have to give yourself permission to just start doing it. Don't wait until you feel like you are perfectly educated and ready because I don't think you're ever going to feel that way in the music industry. So I say, just start doing it. So when I graduated, and I, like I said, I was working at the record store, I ended up meeting the lead singer of the band that I would go on to manage for the next five years because we worked together at the record store. 
And I remember just talking to him while we were doing training together. And he told me that he was a songwriter and a singer and he was putting together a band. And I went to see him at an open mic night and we just sort of made a handshake deal. It was, you know what? I want to get into this field and I want to help an artist. And he said, well, I'm an artist who needs help. And we just decided to start working together. And you can learn together and you can learn as you go. You don't have to know everything on day one. Oh my goodness. I love that so, so much. I'm sure working in the music business industry means that you have worked with many different people from all walks of life. I don't know whether there may be some sort of client contracts touching on privacy that our next question may intrude upon, but I'm dying to know, Jackie, what is it like to work with celebrities? Well, I think especially when you're in your early 20s, it's very easy to get starstruck. Um, And I remember when I first got to hang out with the band and go to the shows and kind of help organize events behind the scenes, I was very nervous anytime the band would talk to me. Um, This was the band Stroke Nine. They were on a major label at the time. They were on Universal and they had a a big, um, they had a big placement for one of their songs in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, which was a Kevin Smith movie. And I was a big Kevin Smith fan and I got to help organize a private screening for the movie. And it was for the street team members and for the band and you know everybody who was working with the band. So I just remember like wanting to be squealing on the inside because I was getting to do this, but having to play it very cool on the outside because you don't want support people around the band that are just gonna be, you know, fangirling the whole time, right? <laughs> you wanna try to have a professional demeanor about you, but still, you know, have that excitement because that's what keeps you going too. So I think sometimes uh, you wanna be the person who's taking pictures with the artist because you wanna be hanging those up on your walls, but you don't wanna be that person in the moment. You, you wanna be the consummate professional who's just there to do a job. I mean, that checks out to me, at least. Do you have any, like, funny stories that are, like, out of the box, perhaps, that you've experienced in your time? Well, so when I was working in New York for a band called Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, they were blowing up at the time. So I want to say this was around 2005, 2006. And I was at CMJ, which was the big music conference at the time. And I remember seeing a line going around the block to see this band. And I was like, who are they? I have to learn who they are. And so it turns out it was this band, Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah. And their artist manager was a full-time publicist at a record label. And this band got to be so big that they were on the cover of Billboard magazine. They were sort of the indie poster child of the year because they had sold 100,000 records without a label. And so I reached out to the manager And I just said, you must be really slammed right now. Cause I knew he had a full-time job and he was managing this emerging band. And I said, I'm studying music business at NYU right now. And I would love to help you. Let me know how I can help. And he said, can you meet me for lunch tomorrow? So it was sort of like, I, I found a pocket of somebody who I knew needed help. And I just, you know, I offered my service. And so we met for lunch and I started working for the band the next day. So one of the shows that I went to because they were such a sort of hot, trendy band that year, we went to a show at the Bowery Ballroom. And the great thing about working for artists is you do all the work leading up to it, but then usually once you're at the show, you can also enjoy it. So I remember at the Bowery, there was a VIP area. And so I was pretty excited that I got a VIP table and I got to 
you know, watch the show from, from a nice balcony area. Um, but then I got tapped on the shoulder and I was told, you need to give up your table. And I was like, come on guys, all this work I've done to get here. And now you're asking me to leave. And I turn around and it turns out it was Scarlett Johansson and her boyfriend at the time, Josh Hartnett. And they were now in the VIP section needing my table. So I gave it up to them. And I ended up getting to still watch the show. And then the after party, you know, after the concert was over, we all got to hang out together. So I got to get to know them a little bit and chat with them after the show. Wait a second, Jackie, let me just process what you just told me. You mean, <laughs> you mean Scarlett Johansson as in the Scarlett Johansson? As in the, the Black Widow Scarlett Johansson? She was sort of an indie movie person at that time I mean she I mean I definitely knew who she was but she's not the you know she wasn't the uh, superhero star that she is today <laughs> yeah I just watched Lost in Translation with my sweet mates the other day like you know when that came out like it was kind of the same area so it's area of time so that's like very very cool <laughs> and actually Josh Hartnett at the time was pretty big too I remember 40 Days and 40 Nights was was a pretty big rom-com of the time that's so cool. Honestly, I have no other words. Jackie, before we say our goodbyes in the last five minutes that we have, the final question Wenlong and I have for you today is, what is one piece of advice you would give to the Yaleys who are currently listening in on this interview? I would say, I think we all have a lot of expectations for ourselves to have this very set career path. And I think that's a really unrealistic expectation to have when you're 18 and entering college. I personally had no idea what I wanted to do when I was at Yale. And I felt like I was surrounded by people with really focused career goals. You know, a lot of my friends became doctors and lawyers and, you know, investment people and those types of jobs that Yaleys tend to get. And I always felt that I kind of missed that train. For some reason, I wasn't on it. And I was more interested in music and entertainment and doing this kind of independent record store thing. And I felt a little bit lost at first, but I just sort of went with my passion. And it's sometimes a hard thing to let yourself do because you want to be practical. And especially people who go to Yale, you want to make the most of this degree that you've put so much work into. Um, but I would just say, let your career unfold. Don't feel like you have to be so strategic about it every single step of the way, because sometimes opportunities will come up that you never even thought of. So for example, I got my master's degree at NYU and I moved back to my hometown of Orlando with a master's degree in music business um, to be closer to family. And you think about it, you get a degree in music business, where's the first place you go? probably not Orlando, right? And so I wasn't really sure what I was going to do at that point. I had my own company, but I was looking for kind of the next step. And it just so happened in 2007, when I moved to Orlando, that's when the music business program launched at Full Sail University, which is where I work now. So they were hiring music business instructors. And so I started teaching and I never really thought I would do that. But I was like, if I could talk about the music industry all day, that's the kind of teaching job I would want to do. So it ended up being a really nice kind of stepping stone for me because I could teach music business, research the industry, stay current with everything, but also have my clients at the same time and kind of keep both sides going. 
And then all of a sudden you blink and then 13 and a half years later, I'm still in the same department. I'm no longer teaching. I'm now in administration and I'm, I'm the director of the department. Um, but I found that I loved education so much that I just got pulled into it. And so it, again, it wasn't part of any grand plan, but it sort of melded my, my interests and my passions together really well. Jackie, just going back to one of the statements you said earlier about how Yale is living in this bubble, we're constantly having the feeling that we missed the train, whether that train is going to take us to tech, to finance, to investing, anything along those lines. I feel like as a Yale student who's not majoring in any of those areas, I also get the feeling of missing that train. But then again, mm. when I take a step back and I realize that I never wanted to get on that train to begin with. So can you really frame it as you quote unquote missing that train? So your comment on that just made me remember that. That's a great point. Maybe we chose not to get on that train or maybe there's different trains going in all different directions to different places, right? I mean, not <laughs> to get too cheesy about it, but you know, you do sometimes feel like, like sometimes I would look around at my classmates and be like, how did they all know to get on this particular track? Because I don't remember ever hearing about it or talking about it, but when you're surrounded by super successful people that are really focused, if it can be a lot of pressure to keep up. So I know that I haven't really taken a, a very traditional path out of Yale, but I think I've just followed the things that really interested me and I don't regret doing any of that. As Yale students ourselves, Julia and I will be sure to keep all of those words in mind. Thank you so much for inviting us into your virtual home and telling us a little bit about your story. Jackie, if our listeners would like to further connect with you, where can they find you? I would be happy to connect with anyone on LinkedIn, or if you'd like to find me on Facebook, I'll, I'll see you there as well. Finally, to our listeners, in a typical year, we would say thank you for coming out to the Rose Alumni House. But for now, we'll say thank you for staying home and for joining us today on Homestay, the podcast for and by Yaleys from all walks of life and all over the world. And we look forward to having you join us on our next 